Welcome back. Hey, listeners. You know, this is Sarantia. Guess who's here? Welcome back. Everybody missed you. And welcome back to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asteros Kodos. You, you already know Rancho's back from the war. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm back here. 19 hours on a plane. I think it was. I don't remember how many exact hours are in the air, but it, I'm pretty sure it's 19 hours and then a couple and some change. Yeah. And you and the thing that amazes me about what you do is, and so for listeners who don't know, when flights are cheap enough, Rancho, go, what is it, Indonesia? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know the name of the country. She goes somewhere. I don't want to go there. And look, I don't want to get too gross right off the bat. But the reason I don't want to go is that all the food makes you sick. And it doesn't make you sick the first time, but then you're immune to it. Every time you eat the food, it makes you violently ill. True or false? I wouldn't say violently ill, okay. but yeah, no, you're. it definitely does fuck with your bowels because the local water, listeners, has parasites in it that like our feeble white uh, guts can't handle. The local people can drink it, but the uh, tourists are not acclimated to it. So when you go there, and but it's pretty much unavoidable to not... Do it because oh, I- it's unavoidable, huh? You, you know, you, you here's an easy way to avoid it: go to Canada, go anywhere but Indonesia. Okay, you pedantic fuck. It's pretty much unavoidable if you are going to travel to Indonesia, because even if you're not like sipping from the sink, you're still going. You have to. <laughs> You have to eat. And like these people, they don't cook with boiled water. I know some people's places claim to, but I don't think they do. I'm very hesitant. And even if they did, like you have to wash vegetables and stuff like that. You're telling me they're doing all of that in bottled spring water. No, they're not. So there's just a constant little hum of every time you eat, you have to go to the bathroom more urgently than you standard. You usually would. That's what I would say. Here's what you told me when you were in the throes of it i can't be more than five feet from the ladies room at any time it's a real danger zone to not be within like spitting distance of a ladies room i mean when you get it real bad yes that is true okay but you don't usually have it real bad i uh object to you saying that you have it real bad the whole time Uh you don't it kind of goes in like little waves you know how when you uh like a stock market crash it goes down you mean like the current stock market crash yeah wait imagine the stock market (laughs) whatever whatever the opposite of a stock market crash is (laughs) at this point i genuinely don't remember what it's called like when it goes up profits you got a little bit and it stays the stock stays the same value and your stomach is a little upset but it's not like terrible and then one day you just eat something that doesn't agree with you and it spikes up and that's the day that you can't be like five feet away from a bathroom but then it eventually levels out but the baseline is you need to be within walking distance of a bathroom when you are eating or drinking like at any point when your metabolism is active. Do you know how all, you know how much of my day is spent eating and drinking? That's my whole day. <laughs> That's all I look forward to all day. All right. Okay. Like, um, let's talk about some of the sunnier things, though. Um, you're, you're flying Singapore Air, right? Yeah, I fly Singapore Airlines. Do they have like a fun thing where they're like, ah, the cook? Because like in Delta, like the whole thing with Delta is like Delta's got the cookie, like that special Delta biscotti, or it's like, oh, uh, American Airlines has the Stroop waffle. Like, 
What does Singapore Air give me? Free booze? Free cookies? What do I get? No, you don't really get. They don't have a thing. I think that might be like an American thing. I don't have a thing. I don't can't think of a the a the thing with any international airline. But um, what they do have is partnerships with. You know what I was thinking when I was flying home is airlines should never ever have fun names or fun get or mascots so i'm flying with singapore airlines but occasionally like you know how sometimes you'll book a flight through delta but you'll actually end up on a flight of like estonia airlines yeah like that happens all the time where it's like i thought i think i'm booking this but then i'm on alaska air and i'm like i'm not going to alaska they're like we know calm down (laughs) yeah calm down idiot They they have like partnerships because air traffic is so tightly controlled yeah flying is one of the safest things you can do (laughs) but um i digress so when i was flying with singapore airlines i show up at the airport and my ticket says scoot airlines scoot and i was terrified like for the first time i was i flew there entirely singapore airlines 19 hours no fucking problem in out on with my life but then i get my ticket and i see the word scoot and i am scared (laughs) is scoot then, like, the Scoot Airlines mascot is like a guy with, like, a horn for a nose and big flappy wings named Scoot. What I can tell is that Scoot seems to be, like, a Spirit Airlines. If Spirit Airlines is, like, the seventh layer of hell, Scoot seems to be, like, the fifth layer. Like, oh. they don't have terrible, terrible everything like Spirit Airlines does, but they're also, like, not very comfortable. <laughs> okay, look, uh, look, just a really quick side story about the word Scoot. So I was writing a commercial for a children's toy and the whole thing was like the toy, it's with you in every stage of development. So like we needed like a kid that could crawl and a kid that could walk and a kid that could scoot. We needed a kid that would do the thing where they would like drag their butt along on the carpet (laughs) and scoot their little butt along and kind of like move themselves with their arms like a gorilla. So I had to like sit in a room and watch 150 different babies and just be like, Scoot, damn it, Scoot, one of you needs to scoot so I can go home. And I was just like, I'm like, Scoot, you motherfuckers. They're pooping, they're crying, their moms are putting makeup on babies. Like, it's like, look, I'm not trying to cast the most photogenic baby. I'm here for scooting, okay? Wait, so that's what I've always wondered that what casting calls for babies and dogs are like. So are you saying that when you have a casting call for a baby, do you just like sit in a room and sit the kids down? I'm talking like infant, like you can't communicate with them. Yeah. You just sit them down in the room, wait till they do what you want to do and then be like, okay, let's try to replicate that. You give them like five minutes because it's like, look, (laughs) the first couple of minutes in the room there's strangers, it smells like other babies, there's lights, and mommies are going nuts, like clapping their hands on the other side of the room, going like, scoot, scoot, William, scoot. Like, so it's very overwhelming. Like you, But then the thing is, you gotta get backup babies. It's like, you can't just get one baby that can scoot. You gotta get three scooters, because fucking day of, now they're on a commercial set with a hundred people in a pretend house. And now they got to scoot, like, to a 19-year-old woman that, like, we've cast as their mother. Like, even though, like, they're 
practically the same age, like this baby and this mom. And like, so like now there's a stranger telling you to scoot and it's just like, oh, and a lot of times the babies just melt down and freak out. I imagine that would be incredibly stressful. Honestly, I would have more than three backup babies on set because babies are so, like, what do you do? That would be so, so like nerve wracking because renting a studio and setting up all that shit, that's not fucking cheap. And you don't get to not pay for that because the no. baby isn't doing what you want it to do. No, no, no. That ba- Look, that money's out the door. And in New York, we have laws that say, like, you can only shoot with a baby. It's like, you can only shoot with them for, like, 15 minutes, and then you got to give them an hour break. You get another 15 minutes, and they're done. You got a half an hour of camera time with these babies in New York. You go to New Jersey, eight hours with the baby. Oh, my God. New Jersey, a lot less. You wouldn't. Amazingly, New Jersey's child labor laws somewhat laxer than they are. Where they set the series, The Sopranos. It, it, surprisingly, the state is known for its grift. Yeah, I have this theory. I have this little uh, schizophrenic Adderall theory yeah. that years from now, child labor laws are actually going to get within the film industry worse. Oh, yeah. Because there are so many family YouTube channels yes, right now. Yes. And I'm waiting every day. I search the news for one of those kids that grows up and then sues the shit out of their parents for like documenting private moments of their life and publishing it on the Internet. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about it on the show. Those influencers that like made a bunch of content with a baby and then returned the baby to China. I'm sorry, rehomed the baby <laughs> to China. Yeah, that's fucked. I and, and there are like a lot of these channels. And it's have you ever watched like a family YouTube video? No. Sometimes it's just vlog style, but a lot of the times there's like production yeah. involved. Like Ryan doesn't just open a toy egg when Ryan wants to open a toy egg. Like they have, if this were a made by like an advertising company, you would have to uh, give Ryan many more breaks. Like I don't know if they could have this kid work so many consecutive days in a row. Yeah, I love how like, and then a couple of years ago, YouTube like introduced a little checkbox like before you upload a video, they were like, did you put a baby to work in this video? <laughs> and it's like, no, Scout's Honor, I promise. <laughs> it's like, well, the checkbox don't lie. Unimpeachable checkboxing. It's like, YouTube clearly just did that so that when Ryan grows up, he can't sue YouTube. It's like, look, your dad checked the box. It's out of our hands. Yeah, I think one day one of these kids are going to grow up and sue the shit out of their parents. Yeah. And then family YouTubers are going to like flock to states like New Jersey. Yeah. Where, so just so they can attempt to make a YouTube channel and make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to have to fucking go overseas or so. Oh, you're not going to be able to torture your baby for content domestically anymore. Thanks, Biden. All right, well, anyway, so Singapore Air, there's no cookie. Do that. Is there at least like a fun gimmick like where like they do a dance when they tell you to buckle up where they're all wearing like a fun little cap? That's what I'm saying. Airlines should not fucking be doing. But I want a gimmick. That's fucking terrifying. I don't want to see a goddamn mascot. I don't want to see no fucking dance. I don't want the fucking pilot (laughs) doing his tight five when he's like begging you to sign up for a credit card before he flies the fucking plane. The credit 
has one person ever been like, yeah, I, w- I will double my miles today. Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm sitting in like a flying coffin. Like some asshole is like reclined all the way to my neck. Like they won't give me a second cookie, but I'd love to like fill out an entire form for a credit card today. Yeah, like what the fuck? I have, that's another thing I have no fucking idea who it's for. But no, every one of those things makes me think I have a higher chance of death on that flight. Yeah. And I do not like them at all. But what they do have is HBO Max. So I did watch hey. I did watch all of uh it's and just like that again, which is the Sex in the City right? Again. Yeah. You want me to hit the button? Yeah, do it. Woke moment. I kinda like it in like a hate watching way. Well, I mean clearly you like to hate I mean you, you hate watched it twice. <laughs> I you did. hate watched it twice. All right. Can you tell us anything that you didn't tell us last time? Like I know Che gets a Netflix stand-up special. Early in the season, Miranda's like super offensive to her black professor, but then like she saves her black professor's life, right? Yeah, there's a whole sub sub part of that show that there's a kind of like not even a D plot, like an E plot (laughs) that the black professor and her husband are trying to have kids, but in vitro fertilization has been just really, really tough on her body. So they have to like take breaks in between rounds and she's getting up in age. So the chances of having a child naturally are getting slimmer and slimmer. So they have this friend couple that they go to dinner with and the couple is having uh, like their fourth child or some shit. And they're like, when are you going to have babies? Like that classic conversation of them like pressuring them. Yeah. And that's apparently another thing that I kind of just totally glossed over the first time I watched it. Okay. I hear Samantha is coming back for season two. I don't know why the fuck they're teasing that. Didn't that Samantha act? Unless they find her a body double. I don't think it's going to be possible. That or they'll pull some fucking bullshit where Carrie will like go to Paris and the last shot we see will be like a blonde woman turning to her on a balcony as we slowly zoom out and they clink glasses. And it's supposed to be heavily implied that it's Samantha or some shit. I think it's Kim Cattrall. I think she saw the show and all the covers that everybody got. And I think King Patrol was like, you know what? I bet I can put up with some bullshit and some people I hate to like get an entire news. Because here's the thing. See, if Kim Cattrall comes back for season two, the entire news cycle is going to be the return of Samantha. Like, she's going to get the whole news cycle to herself. Carrie's back. Old news. Miranda's back. Old news. Samantha's back. New news. Is she still trying to get acting jobs? I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, 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 there aren't a lot of roles for women in their 60s and 70s. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, I don't know if, if she'd give enough of a shit. Cause like, is the paycheck really worth it? Like, it's you've got the more. attention. The attention, I was saying, would be the only reason you want to do it. I sure as shit hope you're not like really, really that game for attention at that age. There is never a time in my life where I will not want attention. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you get it. All right, good. Now, look. I hear on this TV show, I hear on this airline, there's HBO Max. I hear there was also Nef. You did that thing where you're like you downloaded a bunch of stuff with uh, to your Netflix app. Oh, which, yeah. Which, by the way, points to Net. I forget. You know, we had the trial of Netflix a couple of weeks ago. The fact that you can download stuff to your Netflix app, whereas with YouTube, you have to pay for that. You have to like pay fourteen dollars to like download something. It's and you're downloading garbage. Like Netflix, 
you're downloading, you could download like all of Star Trek to your phone and watch it on the subway. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's super convenient. You can download stuff and then watch it whenever you're offline. Yeah. So uh, I had downloaded before I got on this airplane because they tried to charge you per like megabyte you use yeah. when you buy the airline heard Wi-Fi. about that so i'm like nah fuck this or you can buy it by the hour but it's in sold in two hour chunks and it's like a 20 hour flight so i'm like nah fuck this international what international in-flight wi-fi what is it like 40 dollars an hour or something no it's like 25 dollars an hour but it is very expensive oh my god jesus christ or not 25 dollars an hour but 25 dollars for every two hours whatever it wasn't worth the price to me yeah, yeah, yeah so i downloaded all of that show on netflix by adam ruins everything that guy what's his name adam, adam conover conover called the g word did you know anything about this the g word yeah. now look i've heard of the l word I've heard of the C word. And now there's a show called the G word. <laughs> By the way, both of those were shows. I realize you might not realize both of those were shows. Yeah, those were real shows. That's not a joke. Those were real shows. Oh. But yeah, his uh, show is called the G word. The G is for government. <laughs> <laughs> I logged on and I saw that. And I'm like, if the G is God and he's like trying to do a Ricky Gervais uh, a turn towards Ricky Gervais right. like you know how wrestlers when they switch their character yeah. I don't know if he's making a turn towards like a being an, a militant atheist I was like I'll shut it off but I didn't the G's for government so I was like you know what I was sitting there before I got on the plane and I was like you know what I hate this dude I hate this dude real bad but I haven't watched anything that he's done in a real long time so I'm gonna give this show the G word an honest fair try and I want to sit here and go in with as open a mind as I I can and see if this guy is actually as annoying as I'm remembering him. And the answer to that question is yes. What are the chances he's gotten more annoying? I don't know. I can't. I, I remember I am having a physical reaction because of how annoyed I am with him. That's all I can tell you is back, way back when I remember being super annoyed with him. Now I remember needing to shut it, his show off and an and episode and a half into it. I love the idea that like you're in midair, international flight. There's no fun cookie. It's the internet costs too much. You'd rather sit in silence and watch nothing than watch the G word. Oh, absolutely, unquestionably, yes. I would rather just sit there and think <laughs> about I don't know stuff and things. Try to invent a new color than watch <laughs> any more of this show. Now the thing is, like Adam, like. Glass is wearing limousine liberal. You think he'd love the G word? What is his take on the G word? See, the content of the show is very confusing to me because I'm watching the show and it's about Adam explaining like how sectors of the government works and like some basic history behind how they came to be and how corporations fuck them up. So, for example, let me give you an example. The first episode is about the Department of Agriculture, right? So it's basically Adam explaining why there's corn syrup and everything because he talks about... Uh, you know, when the country was made up of mostly like everyone was a fucking farmer. Yeah. So when that was the time period, the government introduced subsidies to like encourage people to grow more corn, but they never got rid of them now that like nobody's a farmer. So now these companies make ass loads and bitch loads of corn that they don't really need, but that because their government is paying them for it. So they're like, fuck, what do we do with this? I don't know. Let's turn it into poison and put it in everything. You know? Look, on one hand, if you're going to tell me that, like, 
the corn lobby has outsized influence and whatever, and that's why the entire food pyramid is one big piece of corn. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I believe it. On the other hand, you know what tastes fucking delicious? <laughs> fucking corn syrup. It tastes so goddamn good. It's in. It's not in everything. It's in everything that tastes good. Yeah, it literally is. Unless your food is just a food, like a mushroom. Right. It has corn syrup. Oh, shrimp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's in like the best tasting bread. Like, you know the bread I eat. The bread I eat, zero corn syrup, zero taste. The bread I eat tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. So they manage to parlay this uh, giant pile of corn that they don't need into a way to like uh, make food taste better. And then they like fucked with the food pyramid research like when they were making the official food pyramid to teach every kid in school some kind of corporations that grew a lot of corn wheat and shit paid for studies to uh suggest that it was good if more people ate corn and wheat and shit and that's why the bottom you remember the food pyramid like the bottom it was like six to ten servings of bread a day like jesus who the fuck needs that I totally forgot that the base of the corn pyramid is grain. You just call it the corn pyramid. Fucking Freudian slip. Well, there you go. Exactly. Leave that in. Well, of course I'll leave it. I forgot because it's like, well, as a grown up, we're told to like avoid this shit like the plague. You like the fucking plague. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> no, you're right. You're fucking right about that. Like they literally sat us down in school and taught us to eat ten bowls of rice a day. That like this would make us healthy and right. shit. But uh, yeah, no, that's fucking bad shit. But I digress. So the show is stuff that I watched the first episode and I watched the second episode and I was like. Every time he would make a point, I'd be like, yeah, I already knew that. Or he would start telling a story and I'd be like, yeah, I already knew that. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is not to make myself look like, oh, look at me. I'm smarter than Adam Bruce, everything. It's because it, the way the content is presented and what it is, I think, makes it very difficult for anyone to watch. Interesting. Let me keep going. Let me give you more here. Please. You know what a Venn diagram is? The one that looks like titties. Yeah, yeah. The one with two circles that intersect. Yeah. So in one circle, I think you'd have Reddit people. (laughs) (laughs) And what Reddit people are is like, you, I would consider you and me to be Reddit people. People that know what Reddit is and how to use it. I posted to Reddit twice in the past 24 hours. Right. Like, uh, I fucking love science, wholesome chungus people. Those are the type of people I think that would... If you are going to find people that you can stand Adam from Adam Ruins Everything, they will be in that circle. Agree or disagree? I'm not saying that every rectangle is a square. I'm saying that if there exist people that do enjoy Adam Carraway's content, they also know how to use Reddit. Every Redditor is Adam. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's what Reddit is. Like, you go to the front page of Reddit, and it's like, hmm, did you know this about ice? Or it's like, hmm, did you know that, like, a car from 1922 did this? And it's just like, Reddit is just like factoids designed so that boring people have something to talk about with other boring people. Right. So if you're a boring pe- person that just likes regurgitating information at people yeah. <laughs> instead of having a con- having a like a conversation or personality, you definitely already know everything yeah. that Adam is talking about. Yes, exactly. Because he doesn't go like super duper deep. It's just like surface level like here is what occurred and what happened and then a dumb, stupid, really fucking annoying skit. So- oh, oh, the skits! I forgot about the skits! 
Yeah, oh my God. Here's an example. This is a really good one. So the second episode is about meteorology and like the National Weather Channel. Okay. Did you know that the government employs like meteorologists fucking everywhere in the country and then they all every morning pull their data together to determine like what the weather is going to be like. I, th- I learned that. I-, I thought that was pretty lit. I didn't uh, know that. I, you know what? I had no idea what the National Weather Service was. You just, all right, Adam. Okay, Adam, I'm listening. Okay, maybe you're a little more normie than I thought, though, because that's not the base of the episode. Oh, okay. Most of the episode is about how, like, private weather company, like AccuWeather yeah. and the Weather Channel take data that the government gives out for free and then uses it to like make their own pre- interpret it in their own way whatever which is fine and who gives a fuck but then they're also like they tried to stop the government they successfully stopped the government from making like a free weather app the weather channel did this to me AccuWeather and them did yeah and the way that they chose Storm to- Fields and the AccuWeather forecast fucked me out of a government app that probably wouldn't work anyway <laughs> yeah which I already know I already fucking knew that god damn you Storm Fields <laughs> yeah so the way that they chose to illustrate this, which was the bulk of the episode, was a stupid, like this skit. They had a young woman standing and like giving out money or not money, but water to racers, people running a marathon. Mm-hmm. And she was getting it from a hose and pouring the water from the hose into the cups. And then a big guy in a suit comes over with a giant comically sized wrench and like stops the water. And is like, hi, I'm AccuWeather. Here's my better government water. It's over here. Or, Here's my better not government water it's over here and it's a dollar and the girl's like hey my water's free i need more water why did they turn my water off and it's it, i don't know who that's for i just don't do normies like that can normies sit through shit like that what if this is for children and we just don't realize it the that's some sesame street ass shit where it's like you want to tell me what the difference between a period and an exclamation point is? You better get two Muppets, all right? Yes, and, it's Muppets! And one of, them better st- as Muppets. one of them better be screaming and one of them better be talking <laughs> quietly, okay? And they both better be annoying a human. Um, I mean, is that it? Is this for children, maybe, and we don't know? Well, kids are going to get be getting growing up way more fucking annoying if it yeah. is. Look, the problem with Adam ruins everything is Adam. He ruins everything. I don't mean he ruins everything. I mean, he ruins everything. I know ethanol, blah, blah, blah. It's not actually that environmentally safe and it's, it's it doesn't really help the planet and it's kind of a subsidy. Iowa, blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, I, I know that very surface level fact, quote, ethanol, not so good. If Adam is fucking telling me about ethanol and if he has a fucking skit where like a lady like a 21 year old improv actress in LA is wearing a corn suit and like getting chased by like a government goon guess what I love ethanol now because of how much I hate you Adam like you have now put me on the side of ethanol because you're against it so I have to be for it because the last thing I want to be is Adam this guy get on TV. So fucking annoying. He ruined wedding rings. That's how he got on TV. Fuck. He did a thing. He did one good thing in his life. Yeah. He like, he made a skit that had like surprisingly good production value about how like diamonds hurt children and it was all a marketing scheme and whatever. And like, he did one good thing. Like, 
he probably made like one less lady out there have her fiance spend 20 grand on a stupid rock. Like, I genuinely think the reason like Lab created diamonds and Masonite and shit, I think Adam did a lot of that. Because that skit went viral. And like, I didn't really know a lot of that stuff about diamonds until Adam ruins everything. Yeah, I didn't either. And I will give him credit. That was uh, an informative video. I have yes. seen it. That was an informative video. But I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I have no uh, factual or data basis to back what up what I'm about to say. But I feel like the reason why that video got so popular was not necessarily about the like the diamonds. They're really, really fucking uh, mined unethically. But the part about, yeah, this was introduced as a uh, cultural thing in Hollywood. Did you know But before 1920, nobody even got engagement rings until they gave one to Marilyn Monroe in uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. So basically, it was a giant advertisement. Like, fuck you. It's 100 years later. It is a cultural milestone. Like, if you're sitting there justifying that to your girlfriend, you just don't want to get married. I mean, <laughs> like, the reason I think it went viral was because guys don't want to spend money on wedding rigs and they found a little thing to go viral like it was it was perfect it was like a very mild understandable form of incel rage yes you know what i mean it's like because it's like the kind of incel rage you could like put on your facebook page and it's not a big deal no look so the so he had one good thing they made three seasons of adam ruins everything I got a list of all the things Adam has ruined. Oh, my fucking God. And something tells me by the time we get to the third season, he's ruining stuff that was already ruined or doesn't need to be ruined. All right, I'm going to read a couple of things he's ruined. Uh, He says, The concept of jaywalking was created by auto manufacturers to blame pedestrians for car crashes. Really? You ruined the idea that someone shouldn't just, like, walk across the street in the middle of the road? Like, what are you ruining here? Yeah, you're not... I'm going to keep doing it. It doesn't seem ruined to me. Like, running across the street is not safe. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Running across the street is not safe, and I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm not going to blame the <laughs> car companies for me running across the street. Like... I'm running across the street. I'm bored. Yeah, no, I do think we need a designated... I'm not sure about the sue part, but this is America. You could sue anybody for anything. But yeah, yeah no, we should have a designated place to cross the street. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I like that too. Adam explains why tipping is a custom worth ditching. No shit, oh, Sherlock. This. Fucking these people. Holy shit. I don't know what about it that is, but this shit fucking triggers me people that are like oh no i don't tip because uh, uh it's uh, like this why is this one industry get away like blah 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 minimum wage blah 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 and i'm sitting there and i'm like buddy i agree with you i fucking agree with you 100 percent. you know whose fault that's not fucking betsy over there is trying to pay for community college and who is earning two dollars and 43 cents an hour just tip or fucking don't go out to eat holy shit like yeah we can vote our asses off but that's not gonna help the people giving you your fucking buffalo wings. Yes, I agree. All season one, episode five, dash Adam Ruins Restaurants did was like give people who don't tip more ammunition. Yeah, and they don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Adam shows how the 40-hour work week exhausts employees. Again, no shit. It, yeah. yeah, okay. No shit. Adam 
ruins circumcision. Okay. <laughs> no thanks. I'm not. Just skip I, that I, one. I don't want to think about Adam and dicks in the same. <laughs> Let's see. Adam takes his satirical acts, revealing that homes are terrible and fest. Yeah, it's like. I, but I want to live in a home, though. What? The like f- I want to. Uh, like. I, I, I want a home. I don't want to rent my whole life. I want a little home I can leave to the kids I'm probably not going to have. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam's definitely not going to have kids. So. Let's see. Adam explains that the story of St. Nicholas is, was created by commercialists. Uh, well, okay. I'm not even. This yeah, is no season shit. one. These are his greatest hits. These are like. You're going after Santa Claus and jaywalking, Adam? Really? That's what that's what you're gonna spend your time ruining? Yeah, and it's like who's watching this? It's the same problem as the G word. Like, yeah, Santa Claus uh, was always red and white because Coca Cola made a bunch of commercials, and it's ba- but it's still based on Saint Nicholas. Like, what? Okay. Okay. Cool. Do I still wa- like Santa Claus. Yeah. Do you not want to do Christmas anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you telling me to hate Santa Claus or something? It's like, no. This is the secret history of. Okay. You know, it's kind of fun, though. <laughs> you're like, you're like so you know what Santa gave me? A Sega Genesis one year. You know what Adam's given me? Nothing, okay? Nothing! Yeah, it's like, who is what? It's, if this guy came up to me at a party and started telling me about uh, oh, Christmas, oh. the corporate history of Santa Claus, I would leave the room. So the version of Netflix of leaving the room is just turning it off. So I don't know who watched this. Adam, Adam ruins public... Po- I'm in season three now. Adam ruins public pools... Oh, I don't think you you don't need to. The kids are ruining those <laughs> quite well on their own. Adam explains how Teach for America is bad. Okay, okay, like, like I don't care. Let me give. You know what? Let me. Let's do a stereo fixes something. Okay. Okay. Here's what would make this a better show. You can't tell me that concepts are bad. The concept of tipping. The concept of diamonds. The concept of Santa. There's really nothing I can do with that information. You know what you should do? Tell me which person is bad. Right. I need specific people to be pissed off at. Like, I need a specific person to direct my rage at. Yes. For example, you can tell me, like, here is the current CEO of this, and here's the whole history of the company and what they've done in the past and what they're doing right now. So I could just, the point of the show should just be for me to get mad at CEOs. Because here's the thing, like, Brian Roberts, the CEO of Comcast, like, if I spend all day tweeting at this guy and other people spend all day tweeting at this guy and then the news media picks up that we're all tweeting this thing at this one guy, Brian Roberts' friends are going to like stop hanging out with him and people are going to start treating Brian Roberts like a little bit weirder and a little bit different. Like the only way anything ever changes in America is if we like Make one person's day hard so they have to change some shit. Like, shame is the only thing that works. Like, you can't, like, shame the concept of public pools. I'm either going to the pool because I can't afford to go to a private pool or I'm not going to the pool. Like, uh, what do I do with this information about pools? Yeah, exactly. You can't, what do you do to get mad at the pool? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I could show up to, like, Brian Roberts' house and, like, be chanting shit and like make him super uncomfortable and make him go like maybe I should change one or two things like I don't know hey food for thought Adam yeah I could take his picture and write uh post it on Reddit with the title Satan upvote this and uh, this will be the first image that comes up when you Google search image Satan <laughs> yeah of course 
And at first, Brian's going to do a thing where he's like, oh, I'm getting press. Oh, that's fun. And he's going to like text it to his friends and his little chains and be like, well, I'm getting more attention than I thought. Ha ha. But like deep in his subconscious, he's going to start to realize that maybe he should change like one thing. And then he will. And he won't even credit it to this Adam thing. He'll be like, well, I wanted to pay these people more anyway. And then we all move on. And now we fixed something. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, now that Asterios has fixed, Adam ruins everything. We'll be right back after this with more of Saranja's big return to the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back, Loudest Podcast. Let's do a couple of uh, pieces of housekeeping real quick. Because, like, there's some things that we've forgotten about that we owe the people. We owe the people. Big surprise. Yeah, I know. Number one. That anything goes except no no words voicemail episode. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Call in for that. Yeah, exactly. We got to do that. So don't forget, listeners. You still you still have time because we said we'd do that, and then Rancho fled the country to avoid listening to your voicemails. That is true. But she cannot escape eight four eight eight six three five three four three. Or record a little voice note, attach it to an email, email to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Number two, the stickers this month and last month are amazing. Rick and Morty animator Ari Grab, he's a listener, he's a Patreon. We've both been on his podcast. He drew Nico and Rancho like panty and stocking from that cartoon you guys like. It's really good art. I still have that as my profile picture on Twitter. One of the things that you'll be receiving as a sticker. And I've been post I've been posted up a storm for a while now with that thing as my logo. So maybe you'll look at it every day and it will remind you to shitpost don't let your memes be dreams. Yeah, shitpost to your heart's content. You're damn right. Just tweet about things people being fat all day. Okay, I don't know about that last part, but I will say we uh you went to the poll you mailed like 80 of them this morning right uh uh-huh. yeah ex- exactly so like you know uh you'll probably get them in a week or two if you're already a 15 dollar member if not you got till the end of the month to join at the 15 dollar level you'll get both the nico and the rancho panty stocking stickers you'll also get access to our video feed w- which pork you got there on the video today yeah we got mashed potato here he wants to know why when he gets in an elevator does it feel like it's going fast up because it is. He says, no, what are you talking about? You're saying you get in a box, question mark, question mark, question mark, be in a different location. Do you seriously believe in that shit? I did until you started to. So you're telling me that people yeah? built rooms on top of one another and that the elevator is not a magic portal to another dimension. No, you know what? Your confidence mashed potatoes throw me for a little... I don't know anymore, mashed potatoes! I seriously fucking can't believe that there are people that think that, and I seriously can't believe that there aren't people... There are people that believe that there aren't people in the TV that put on the shows when you turn it then on. Then what else could possibly be happening? So you're telling me that lasers from the sky are shooting images of people on my TV and not just the... It's Occam's razor. I see people on my TV. There are people in the TV. Yeah, but every time I break the TV to try to hang out with, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Tony Danza, because I want I do want to figure out who the boss is. I know people have theories. I'd like to figure it out for myself. T- 
I, I can't get through that last layer. So all of a sudden the TV goes black and it's like, I just, I don't think they want to hang out with me. I'm taking this personally. Well, yeah, well, you obviously should take it personally. Would you want to hang out with somebody who fucking smashed a window <laughs> into your house and tried to climb in there? Do they have a cool to, podcast? To force you to hang out with them? Do they have a cool podcast? No. <laughs> then definitely not. And even if they did, even more not. Oh my God. Imagine Adam got over banging on your window and telling you what's wrong with your couch or whatever. Like the Eric Andre meme, but it's Nick Fuentes. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there was one more thing. Yes. Okay. So last week, did you hear the episode last week where I interviewed all the, the Nate Field, the, the Garfield, the Discord mods? Oh, I was looking forward to that one. Shout out to Burt Ramen. Senin, Genin, what's his name? I don't know. They're Harvestor. Harvestor. Burnt ramen. And then two, and then. Pigeons. Pigeons. And uh, Admiral Hiroshi. Ronan. Ronan. That's who it was. Okay, look. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming on. Some of the stuff they told me made me sick to my ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could not wait to get off the phone with them. They, they all want to talk to you. I want to talk to them. They want to have an episode with just you where dad's not home. So you guys can just all talk about out of all the bullshit you want. The other thing is, the Nathfield guy himself, the guy that draws Nathfield comics, has reached out to us. He wants to come on the show now. Oh my God, that's fantastic. The Nathfield guy wants to come on the show now. I would want to be very interested with how much that guy gets paid, if at all, for these. Oh, you're interested? You know what? He's probably also interested in getting paid. I bet he doesn't. If we hired him to make our own ripoff of Nathfield, he would make more money off of our fake Nathfield than he's making off the real Nathfield, I bet. I got to the part where they were talking about uh, Nathfield has an anonymous. An enemy, a nemesis. A nemesis. Holy shit, that was terrible. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave yeah, that, that in. Stroke, it was so cute. Has a nemesis that is basically an XP for dark, or dark side Phil. Yes. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I looked it up and the pig character literally just looks like exactly. It looks like troll art of dark side Phil. Yeah. So I was like, I can't believe he bought this. Yeah. Well, we don't know that he bought it. Yeah, what's the deal with the Starbucks gift card? That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know how many oranges he earned to draw to draw the Gabby. And the, the thing I want to know, I forgot to ask all about Malik Al Mulk. I uh, I was sitting in the pool listening to the Nathfield episode, and as I was floating around, I was like, "Oh, I bet I could uh, win an orange." So, do you want to hear my audition for an orange? I have an idea for a Nathfield episode. You're pi- you're gonna you're pitching a Nathfield episode? Yeah, uh-huh. I gotta hear this. Right, if Nathfield wants to venture into you know like Garfield and Friends style television, yeah, he who shall not be named, uh-huh. <laughs> he who shall not be named, and Friends. <laughs> Okay, so we open up with every anime needs a great tournament arc. Agree or disagree? Agree. So there's a tournament of licensors <gasps> that Nathfield is competing in. It's basically a hand-to-hand uh, tournament of combat. Okay. However, you can use, like, magic. If you can summon magic, if you have the power to summon magic, you can. If not, you don't have to. Okay. 
But so Nathfield needs to win this tournament because the winner of the tournament gets to officially like copyrights. You can only have a copyright. It's the opposite of Walt Disney fucking with the copyrights. The year is 3000 and copyright no longer is a thing except for if you win this tournament of champions. It is so hard not to interrupt you. Please continue. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I have so many questions. No, no, no. Hold your questions, Coconos. Hear her out. So Nathfield obviously has to win this competition, but Dark Side Phil, what's the name of the Dark Side Phil character? I does just call him Dark Side Phil. I okay. don't know. The Dark Side Phil pig. Okay, so Dark Side Phil pig is a hacker, right? He's oh. not just a troll, he's a hacker. Right. And he's Nathfield's nemesis. And he knows that Nathfield gets his powers from his suit, right? Uh-huh. So Dark Side Phil pig hacks into the tournament's website and adds a rule that everyone has to uh, wor- or compete completely naked. Uh-huh. Because, and this is an attempt, see, Nathfield's opponents have powers within themselves, but Nathfield gets his powers from the suit, so it, he's at a severe disadvantage without the suit. So he shows up at the tournament day, and he has to, he's on a mano a mano fight, and he, instead of fighting him physically, he gives him the absolute sloppiest top that has ever been given. The, he blows, he sucks, he literally sucks off. <laughs> the competition were <laughs> then so overwhelmed by Nathfield's prowesses that they uh, pass out and he is declared victor. And he wins the uh, copyright and the Latin. Yeah, okay, okay. And you keep saying he field- wins the copyright. Okay, I am going to have to ask you one question. Is it the copyright to Garfield? No, it's just the concept of a copyright. Like if, if you win, it's like, you know how you get the Indiana Jones, you rub the lamp and you get a wish. Like if you win this tournament, you get a copyright. Like you can copyright anything you want. Okay. That you have created. If What? It could be anything like Sadichu. Like if Christian won the tournament, uh, you know what? I'm needlessly complicating it. Because Chris Chan already has the copyright to Sadichu by virtue of having created. Look, I think... What Nathan wants is the Garfield license. It got taken away from him to the point where he almost had a bunch of Canadian teenagers start a riot at Viacom. So how about the winner of the tournament gets the Garfield license? Okay, we could do that. I was just thinking this would be set in a universe where uh, licensors are the most oppressed minority. (laughs) I like the... So he already has the Garfield license? (laughs) Because if he's a licensor, then he has to have the license. That's true. Okay, let's say this is set in a universe where Nathfield had the Garfield license, but then it was viciously taken from him. Exactly, making him a victim and making licensors the most oppressed minority. So he's in this tournament for justice. Right, correct. All right, so maybe the final boss is like a robot named like Vi Aka. Actually, you know what? The name of this episode should be like Vi a combat by a cum because I tell you he wins by sucking everybody <laughs> and the last line of the episode is because dark side field pigs like no how could my plan fail and Nathfield looks over and says your first mistake was estimating that the suit has all my powers <laughs> get it because his power is sucking cock <laughs> so if we want to give the robot like a big hard dick that could fit with the cannon. Yeah, and then I think the, the robot's like, error, error, pleasure, overload, no, 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 I've got to <laughs> And then like gallons and gallons. And then how about this? 
The robot shoots come so hard and so far, it's like an artillery shell. And it ironically lands right in the pig's room and like ruins the pig's computer and all his trolling plans. Yes, I love that. And then Nathan gets the Garfield license back and makes a cartoon within this cartoon that you're making where Garfield now gives a sloppy toppy and Garfield wins the Nathfield license. And it's like a little story within a story. It's like the end of St. Elsewhere with the Globe and the autistic kid. Yeah, I'm just saying this is so much, uh, this is such a better tale than anything I heard on that episode. Here's what your story has. A, a lot of cum. But B, a character who has a... Goal and <laughs> yeah. an antagonist that wants to stop them, and then the character outsmarts the antagonist and gets the MacGuffin or the MacGuffin or the McMuffin with cum on it, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The cum McMuffin, like you told the story, a horrifying story, <laughs> but a story at no point did you mention Malik Al Mulk. Yeah, I still don't totally understand what gave uh, Gabby the angel, they, the angel that uses they, them pronouns does. I don't know what her role is because it seems like, didn't they say that Nathfield's suit gives him powers like he can pull a gun? <laughs> yes, they did say that. But then they, but then there was some internal debate as to whether or not he could pull a gun. And then everyone realized that no one really knew because they'd all heard different things. Right. So there is no canon on whether or not Nathfield does give A1 head. So we can make that work with current canon. I'm going to say the phrase Malik on Mulk one more time because I don't think people know what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> Apparently the antagonist in the Nathfield universe is a demonic force named Malik al-Mulk. Malik al-Mulk, who is yet to be drawn or explained, <laughs> works with the dark side Phil Pig. And Gabby the Angel is trying to help Nathfield fight Malik al-Mulk. Malik al-Mulk really fucks up Nathfield. Because if it's just a story about a cat in a suit... <laughs> That gets trolled, but then trolls the troll back. Now we got a little story. Now there's an angel. Now there's a demon. This fucking Inuyasha. You know, I tried to listen to Liquid Swords today, and that was exactly as complicated as this. I have to hear about like the hundred chambers and the thousand swords. Can you guys just fucking rap? I I bought this album because I wanted to hear some rap. Not like Akira Chalgo in the year in the year seven hundred. The Shinobi Clan and the Enabu Clan. It's like you fucking rap. It's like. Simple. Simplify it, Jizza, and simplify it, Nathan. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. I legit, I got absolutely none of that from the episode. What about the Malik Al-Mulk? I got nothing from that, but I don't understand now how Nathfield is connected <laughs> to these three. Okay, I, here's what I'm interpreting, and sure. tell me if this makes sense with what you know about Nathfield. Okay. I'm interpreting that the battle between Malik Al-Mulk and Gabby is basically essentially the battle between good and evil on Earth. Yeah. Is that correct? Or, I mean, and I think it's like even probably more closely, like the battle between God and the devil. In the universe. Yes, right? yes. So for some reason, Nathfield is very, and his powers are very important and have the potential to fuck up the balance between good and evil in the universe. So Malik Al-Malk needs to neutralize, attempt to neutralize him, which he does through Dark Side Pig. 
everything you said actually kind of makes sense. I don't think that's in the text, but all right. So the God, and so it's kind of like in that, that, that anime you like with that book that kills people. So like there are gods and they're kind of using earthlings as their pawns in their sick little games. Okay. I just, I don't know why Nathfield. I don't know why Nathfield is the chosen. I guess it's just a classic chosen one story. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, Jesus also wondered why him on his last day, why it had to be him. Uh, how much longer till we get a Nathfield is Jesus comparison? <laughs> this is, the, we, that's what it is. It's a, there's no step between them. It's not even a short trip. There's no trip. Nathfield is Jesus. <laughs> no, that can't be true because Jesus' whole thing was that he sacrificed himself, which means he get uh, gets owned at the end of the story. And Nathfield is selfish, so Nathfield will never get owned. Well, Nathfield did did not Nathfield suffer when the Viacom license was taken away from him on the last day when he was betrayed by Viacom, much like Judas betrayed Jesus. It's true, but that's like a man versus society thing. <laughs> it's a man versus man thing, too. Judas was a man. I guess so. All right. Look, you know what we need to do. And yeah, and listeners, you know what we need to do, too. We got to make our own parody of Nathfield called Garethan. <laughs> Wow, wow. What kind of donut steel can we come up with? How yeah. about Garfield? <laughs> Marfield, Larfield, Garfield. Okay, wait. So you're saying that because Nathan, Nathfield is Nathan plus Garfield. <laughs> yeah. So Garfield plus Nathfield plus Nathan is Garfield? Yeah, it's Garf.field. <laughs> We gotta put out a, we gotta put out some mini comics or something. We gotta, we gotta hire the Nathfield guy for maybe the first time <laughs> in his life. We gotta get him to make our new original character Donut Steel, Garf Field. Garf dot field, yeah. How do we pronounce it? Is it Garfield or is it Garf dot field? Which one do you like better? I like Garf. Field. Okay, let's go with that then. Okay. It's the mixture between uh, Nathan Masry, Nath Field, Garfield, and a very long pause for some <laughs> <laughs> The pause is what saves us in course. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could change the A to a pound sign or something. There is an at symbol. There we go. <laughs> All right. We got to get this guy on next episode. Oh, and then one more thing. We're finally doing Color Swap Month, which I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Like, you'll hear about this in the coming weeks, but in July, all of our hosts are going to switch places. It's going to be Jinjo and Nico and the Thought Cops and you and me and Zwick, if we can get Zwick, and we're all going to, like, do si do and, like, mix them up and have fun on each other's shows. And uh, we got an amazing poster. We got, uh, we got um, uh, you, people are going to have a choice of sticker. Like, we got a whole thing for Color Swap Month. It's so, going to be good. So, listeners, I got a couple of things I want you to do. Number one, you leave us a voicemail. And remember, as long as it doesn't have any slurs in it, we will play it, no questions asked, at 848-863-5343. And then number two, if you got any ideas for Garf Fields, <laughs> let us know. 
because we're still figuring this out. We're still, it's fair to say we're still figuring. Look, obviously that, that thing that you pitched caught print. That's perfect. Uh Okay. That has to get made. Especially the sloppy toppy barn. But we, but you know, we need more adventures. So pitch us your adventures of Garfield. I think that's going to be it for the Lounge Podcast. Yeah. It was nice talking to you guys again. Good to be back. Good to be back. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm